3: all right for once i want to give credit where it's due to the writing of a story that we're going to talk about here because i love the lead on this and it gets us into what walmart uh, is going to be doing differently for the first time uh, first time to try to cut down on retail theft i first saw this out of the miami herald What do stockbrokers in 1929, travel agents in 2020, and retail workers in 2023 all have in common? They were all in the wrong sector at the wrong time. (laughs) And wow, did that give us a lot to think about. Yeah,
4: that's good writing. That's, That's really nice. The Miami Herald, famous for that kind of thing.
3: I love it. And so the point that they are making is, particularly with retail workers in 2023, is that It's tough in a post-pandemic world for a multitude of reasons, including we got very used in the pandemic. We got very used to just ordering things online and not going into stores as much. When people went back into stores, they started stealing stuff a lot more than they used to. And as consumers, we don't like it as much because we've got that inventory shrink that they've got, and then things are getting smaller and they're costing more. All of this has gotten Walmart to doing something for the first time. They are going to start putting a police substation into some of their stores.
4: This was a very common thing in some of the larger strip malls uh, going back 10 yes. or 15 years ago. That's where you would normally see them, yes. especially if, and, and this may have been what kind of tipped off Walmart to do this, and I think it's a fantastic idea, is uh, normally if you would see one of those in one of the bigger strip malls, what you would also see is a big liquor store because that's where they would have the majority of the problem with people coming in and trying to shoplift high dollar liquor. So if you have a bunch of cop cars out in the parking lot all the time then it kind of acts as a little bit of a deterrent. I wonder how well this experiment's gonna go for Walmart because um, I and, and I'm not trying to you know throw sand on this one I'm just saying I, I, with smaller items, uh, you know, it may help with some of the big stuff, but people find so many different ways to rip off Walmart. From the old uh, barcode scam, where you take a barcode off of something cheap and then act like mm-hmm. you're scanning the expensive item, but what you're really doing is scanning the other barcode. That that's a little tougher to catch. Uh, and maybe what they're hoping is people will just be more reluctant to crime in general if they mm-hmm. know there's a bunch of cops right there.
3: Yeah, I also think the visibility of that is a powerful image that when you walk into a store um and to see like it's one thing to kind of wander around a store and you assume there are cops that are undercover or security that are undercover wandering around a store like that it's another thing to know that police are right there in the store and Instead of being in a store where they're not even going to chase you if you try to shoplift, police are going to be there to arrest you right there.
4: Yeah. And if all you figure you have to deal with is Walmart employees, that's one thing. If you know you're going to, and not only just deal with them, but knowing that you're, if you're shoplifting something, if you're ripping off Walmart and you're walking out with stolen property, knowing that you're going to have to walk out past a cop. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know about your average shoplifter. That would make me a lot more nervous and make me stand out a little bit more. So I would look even more suspicious walking out past a cop.
3: Um. So this is Atlanta is where they're looking. This is where this story highlights this. Mm-hmm. Um. They are going to open the former Vine City Supercenter uh, will reopen with a pharmacy, grocery store and police station. To help combat crime. I would love to know how you work this out with police and how police decide that your store is worth putting a police substation into.
4: Yeah. Is it just a matter of giving them the space Mm -hmm. and saying, look, you don't have to rent, you know, in, in the same fashion as fast food joints give away free food to cops because they want more cops to come sit down and eat in there. Yeah. On their on their lunch break, because it's going to, you know, kind of keep the place at least a little bit safer.
2: And
3: does the store happen to be open 24 hours to get a police substation? Oh, the,
4: um, because yeah. I well, assume that's a good question.
3: Police substation isn't going to just serve that store. It has to the police there have to be available. They still work for the city, sure. to go respond to other things
4: in the area and it kind of you know in a symbiotic way, it kind of helps all the way around because it gives the police a bigger footprint for mm-hmm. for a smaller expense. I mean, you may not have any more officers than you normally would, but they wouldn't all be in one station in the middle of town. You could have little satellite offices all over the place. and it wouldn't cost you any more to do it.
3: Yeah, we've had a couple of stores here. Um, I'm thinking of one in particular. I think it was Raytown. And some of you that live in that area will remember the history better than me. But where there was a Walmart, in fact, it's probably still there. But that had become such a crime problem for police, just so many complaints and requiring so much manpower that the city had to start thinking about what to do with it. Like, should should you start charging them because you're getting so many police calls there that they just didn't have the manpower to deal with it?
4: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, again, it would help out in both directions. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's a fascinating idea. Um, smaller departments I think are going to have a bigger problem with it because if you only have, I mean, if you've got a police department that has 20 employees, then spreading them out is going to be a little tougher for you. But, uh, yeah, for, for bigger cities, for Atlanta to do this or any of the suburbs of Atlanta to do this, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like it would be a really easy get. Um, so, yeah, as long as they benefit by it, as long as because the other thing that this would help a lot with, I think, um, not that Walmart has seen this so much. It's usually the higher dollar uh, you know, retail stores like the department stores that have seen this is the blitz attacks where you get 50 people who all run in the front door and they all yep. steal a bunch of stuff at once and they all run back out. Yeah. Try that when there's five cops waiting for you when you get outside.
3: Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I like it as a deterrent and, and, yeah, particularly with that flash bomb kind of thing when they go into the stores. If you work in retail, 913-586-7798, how would you feel about having a cop around or more than one cop around all the time? I like this better than putting the $5 nail polish behind lock and key. <laughs>
4: yeah, that, uh make If my, we can open
3: some of that up, that'd be great.
4: Make my experience less annoying. And, yes, I'm I'm fine with you having the police substation in there, no doubt. Because,
3: frankly, it would get me into the store more. Yeah. I mean, par- I I, I just find that really irritating. Like, I don't want to have to get an employee to look at makeup. That's I, I get that it's a hot item, but I don't want to have to deal with that. So I'm not going in. I'm going to order online instead. If you want me in your store to spend money as I walk around, open that stuff up.
4: Yeah, it's so rare. You know, it's funny about this as we're talking about this and I'm thinking more about it. It's so rare that we have a situation that's a win-win and it's hard to see a downside. If you can think of one that isn't a downside for the criminals, because frankly, I don't care about downsides for the criminals. But honestly, if you can think of a downside that we're missing in this, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about it. Because, I mean, it's one of those things It's like where you get nervous when things seem a little bit too right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there yeah. are so many reasons to do this that, boy, there must be some reason not to. It just seems like it's way too perfect an idea
3: money so that's my question about this is money then is money the reason not to do it is it going to cost walmart or whatever the store is to get a police substation there and i don't know how the money works but the only reason a city would do that for free is if the city is motivated to if they figure we're going to get fewer calls about crimes at your store if we just put a substation there and then that that means that their guys can be freed up for other things. So I just wonder, does a retailer have to pay for that to get police there? Does it work the same as private security where you have to pay for it?
4: Yeah. uh, Boy, that's a great question. Um, And it seems like if it's a substation like that, as long as you provide them the ground, Mm -hmm. that should be enough. As long as you give them the space to be able to do it without, you know, again, rent-free, that that should be the trade-off. But I don't know. I don't know how those... Uh, how those agreements work, if you do pay for that.
3: Yeah, if you have better experience with that, 913-586-7798, feel free to get in here. Uh, We haven't talked about Kmart in a while, we can throw the story in here for a second. So they opened a massive distribution center in Hamilton, that's North Island of New Zealand. It's a 40,000 square meter facility that would be a major hub there. That's huge. Yeah, and with that, they're gonna use robots To help move supplies around that facility. (laughs) And we don't like where this is going.
4: Uh, Yeah, to our new robot overlords. um, Right. Yeah, I I, I mean, that's going to eliminate people, which is Mm -hmm. the real problem with it. So you're taking Mm -hmm. jobs that people would normally be doing and eliminating them. But it's going to make the the work of the store a whole lot more efficient because robots can do things we can't. Like get up 60 feet in the air to get something off of a shelf without having to, to breathe heavy or get onto a ladder.
3: The robot is named Tori. It would be in all 26 stores, first of its kind there. Self-navigating robot uses radio frequency identification technology to count all clothing, footwear, and accessories in Kmart stores each day by just scanning the tags on the product. And so it it, essentially, it works overnight. Yeah. Instead of having people there to do it.
4: It Makes sense. I mean, in that you know the good thing about that is that may not cost jobs, because if they don't have anybody overnight doing inventory, if they do inventory the way most stores do, which is have you know one you know grab a couple of the employees who normally do other things, pull them off of that job and have them spend a couple of hours doing inventory, then you're not costing anybody anything. Um, again, it seems like a, the odd win-win.
3: But don't you have someone who's doing that inventory, and what are what is that person? Like, don't you not need that person to do inventory now?
4: Well, yeah, but that means that they would be able to stay in housewares or wherever they normally are without counting the stuff up. But maybe you don't need them there. Like, doesn't this replace a job? I don't know if – is there anybody whose job is completely inventory? In, in, I don't know. In all the situations where I've ever worked, it's been the other way around. It's been, okay, stop doing what you're doing right now. We need help with inventory.
3: Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how the stores work. Like that, And frankly, we've never talked about Kmart this much, ever. But they've got apparently uh, still a pretty big footprint in New Zealand. Yep. So we're talking Kmart and Walmart. If you want to get in on either one here, I know we kind of went back and forth a little bit, but that's fine. We can go to
4: your calls. Yeah, let's go to Sue in Overland Park. Let's talk a little bit about the substations. Hi, Sue.
0: Hi. Yes, that's what I was calling about, substations. So if I go to a Walmart and there's a police officer there, I feel like, thank you for your service. But I went to the library yesterday. There was a cruiser in front, and there was like a security guard type of guy with his hands on his, on his hips and just glaring at everybody who walked in. And there were three guys right there at the front door about 10 feet in, and it just made me feel very uncomfortable.
4: At the library? What for?
0: Well, I didn't feel like I could ask.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. How would you know? I'm sorry about that. That was my d- dumb move. Um well, I...
0: I was I was there about 20 minutes and when I left, the cruiser had moved. It was not blocking my car, but it was right by my car, and so I waved at the officer in the car and he waved back, and so that was friendly, but it was it was very uncomfortable inside the library. You're thinking I was thinking something bad has happened here, and I should leave.
4: Wow, I I wonder what that was about. Well, Sue, thank you. Uh, thanks for the heads up. I, I, but it's been a little while since I've been to the library because um, <laughs> mm-hmm. most of the books Same. I just download to my Kindle and you know and just do it that yeah. way. Uh, but but yeah, I I didn't know security was that heavy at the library. I wonder why.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's been ten years since I've set foot in a library to know but if you want to weigh in on that feel free here uh 913-586-7798 we're getting a bunch of comments on, on this uh on the text line we'll be back with those next on kmbz so we started off this conversation by talking about walmart and how what they are going to do to battle retail theft and crime in their stores is in some places particularly like atlanta they're going to put a police substation in the store. We're talking about other places where you have seen some of these police substations show up to fight crime.
4: Yeah, and that also has turned into a discussion about why on earth there's such tight security at some of the libraries in town. So if you want to jump in on any of that, by all means, 913-586-7798. We go to Pam, who's in North Up next. Hi, Pam.
0: Hi. I've done a little research on the library. What do you know? Uh, they're being threatened.
4: Bye. And first
0: come the threats. Well, people who don't like the LBGT community.
4: Oh. They're taking
0: place all over the country. Okay. Because I've asked them. I've been to the Northland, I've been to Overland Park, and I've been to North Kansas City. They know what's happening. They report it. And first come the threats, and then come the guns, I'm afraid. So they're they're under
4: siege right now. Great. So it's the tantrum throwers.
0: It's the people who don't want you to have access to anything you want to read.
4: Yeah uh-huh people who are scared of things like knowledge got it yeah, uh, yeah. okay thank you pam um yeah a, a bunch of you on the text line have also said that uh, libraries serve as cooling centers and yeah. uh and that you know there are people who uh you know maybe homeless and inebriated who will go in and use them for you know use the bathroom there or whatever and maybe cause problems that that might be part of it as well
3: it's funny several of you have mentioned independent center mall about it having a police substation and and yeah we know there's still problems and have been <laughs>
4: there have been at that yeah. mall
3: so why is a police substation not effective then in a place like that
4: yeah is it is it just that it's not staffed enough because having a police substation only makes a difference if there's actual cops in there
3: i hate to do this and bring this into the conversation but my brain first went to why do we not have a police substation then on the plaza yeah if if there have been so many concerns about young people being criminals and running around causing trouble if that is such a problem why don't we have a substation here
4: then yep um yeah it, because i mean if, if you're talking about one store like a walmart that's going to be a little easier for a substation to be able to police especially if it's yeah. inside that store which is yeah. what they're talking about then it would be just having one of the mall but yeah i am curious okay so when problems erupt at the mall what happens via the substation? If there's, if you know, again, if there's only one or two people there, that's not going to do very much. But is it a matter of it, it just not being staffed up correctly, or do they are they still slow to respond even though they're right there on property?
3: Yeah, it feels like a response time and square footage problem. That Independent Center Mall is just so big, and unless you have a substation in every wing, or every every block, or whatever it is. They can't be everywhere at once.
4: Yeah, well, right. And, and keep in mind, even though it's a police substation that's there, that doesn't mean they don't have other duties outside of there.
3: Right. Right. Again, that's that's where I go back to. Yeah. Does it need to be open 24 hours? Because they're still a police. They're they're not. The police for Independence Center Mall. <laughs> right. They are police for Independence
4: for that area. Yeah, and and it does give you a satellite office to be able to more quickly respond to areas around the mall. But if all of your guys are out responding to some other call, and then problems happen at the mall, then yeah, they're not going to be able to do two things at once.
3: A couple of you said it's where it's located at the mall. That it's kind of tucked away. Okay. And not visible. Yeah, put it in one of those little center kiosk things, like <laughs> yeah. those big center kiosk Right areas. in the middle of
4: the mall, big time.
3: Yeah, where they're always trying to sell me a watch or lotion or something new that's coming into the mall or board games. Put it there.
4: And at the closest exit to that, that's where you have all of the parking designated for the police vehicles only, which in the strip malls that we were talking about before that have a police substation, they usually have a block of 10 or 20 uh, parking spots. Mm-hmm. that are lined out don't park here these are free this is for police use only
3: it also makes me wonder now about um like should we have more limited access to big retail centers like that i mean again the advantage of walmart is there's usually like one set of doors in front yeah Whereas with a mall, you've got multiple ways in and out.
4: Back to the library conversation. Oh, we just lost Kevin. I'm sorry. Kevin, if you get a chance, call back in. He uh, he was on hold for a second and dropped off. That was not a... Did <laughs> not want to wait any
3: longer, apparently.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we tried um, to get to you as quickly as we could.
3: I Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I, I was
4: quiet. But yeah, text line is confirming that is correct. They say it's not super visible. And, that, and that's the whole point of having a police substation somewhere is visibility. It's to have yeah. it be the the thing that you see when you walk in, not to make you feel unsafe, but to make you feel safer.
3: Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And here's what I'll ask is define for those who are saying the police substations haven't worked. Give me the definition of worked. Yeah. Because I think there's I think we forget that it may be working if you're not hearing about crime there, because it is just visible and preventing it.
4: Or even not hearing about crime as much.
3: Right. Right. Or as serious of crime. Yeah. Because just by virtue of them being
4: there, it helps. Sure. It's, it goes back to nothing's ever 100% safe. Nothing is ever right. 100% effective either. So if it's bending those trend lines back downward where you had seen an uptick in crime, you put in a police substation to do something about it, it doesn't mean crime's going to evaporate overnight. But is right. it, are those trend lines bending back downward? If you
3: have thoughts here, feel free to get in. Uh, still to come this hour, we have a school board member who immediately resigned after doing something at a school board meeting. We'll get to that coming up
0: here in KNBC. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Real quick, uh, Cassie Wilson from uh, KSHB just tweeted. We talked about this at the beginning of the show about the air quality out there right now. Am I the only, are you guys struggling? I'm like, I'm sneezing. I'm coughing more than usual. It's I noticed it earlier when I went outside. She said we now have the worst air in the country right now. Hey, Kansas City does. We're number
4: 1. Woohoo. Yeah, uh, no, is the answer to your question at least not me. Uh but then again, I mean we're in a very enclosed studio right now yeah. where none of the windows open or anything like that. How you doing, Colin? You noticing Actually, anything? You're not? you're fine too? I'm like
3: I'm ju- just in the last few minutes I'm just noticing it more. I just had a big sneezing fit. It's just I can tell it's like my, my throat's getting a little more raspy than usual. So sorry. great time to be out, uh, at the chiefs game. As many of you are out there today, <laughs> um, still no word on Travis, Kelsey, we're hearing who they might pull up from the practice squad to fill that spot on the roster if he can't, if he can't go out there, but. It's it's picking up a little bit of traction on Twitter, but no decision.
4: Yeah, so far. It, it, real quick on that, yeah, what they're going to do is, is just what Jamie just said. They're elevating um, they're elevating Bushman off of the practice squad. So if Kelsey can't go, and the I mean the probability of him seeing any kind of playing time, Matt Bushman tonight is is probably close to nil anyway. Uh, but if if Kelsey can't go, then the depth chart for tonight would be Noah Gray, then Blake Bell, then uh, Matt Bushman. So he would be the third tight end and I can't imagine a scenario other than maybe a goal line uh, you know goal line push where you would have three tight ends on the field at the same time so he would just be there as sort of an emergency fallback if one of the other two went down but again Kelsey may go tonight and if so then they'll have four and it won't really make any difference
3: yeah they were going to have him do like a practice workout this morning or at some point today and that was going to be the test of whether he would play we might not know until the game starts
4: very likely a game-time decision. So, yeah, it, yeah it, it may be... I mean, all the more reason to listen in to Dana and Parks later on this mm-hmm. afternoon if something does come down before 6 o'clock, then, uh, then they, I'm sure Sam is going to be, you know, keeping his eyes peeled for any information that happens to come out there.
3: All right. We go to Ohio for this next story. Uh, this mm-hmm. should sound familiar. We did a story sort of like this uh, yesterday or the day before. Uh, we have a school board member in Tip City who... Gave a sarcastic Nazi salute. And by the way, those words should never be used in a sentence together. No kidding. And chant to the school board's president um, and has since
4: pretty quickly resigned. This is the second Sieg Heil or Heil Hitler that we've had to talk about in the last two days. US Open is what it was yesterday. That's what we talked about, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was somebody in the audience there that was taunting one of the German tennis players by saying, you know, yelling Heil Hitler at him. But in this case, it, it was because. There was something going on at the meeting. They were talking about uh, nominating a new president of the school board. And it it was supposed to be a fairly boring meeting that was just a procedural thing. So when time came for the guy who had been nominated to head up the school board, uh, this guy named Patry, uh, to, to, to do some talking about some of these procedural issues, board president Simon Patry... He was trying to get out, uh, you know, his his vision for what was going to happen here. And Anzacour, Zakur, who was another one of the school board members, mm-hmm. tried to interrupt him and said, well, what about what we did, you know, in, in this case? And he said, okay, we'll have time for that. But but for now, I need to get this out. Stop talking. And what he said was, and then she kind of made another a noise like, "Yeah, yeah. And he said... I'm talking, do not interrupt me do not make any noises or else I will I will not tolerate it and that was verbatim. I mean he said I will mm-hmm. twice. he was like I will I will not tolerate it. stop talking. at that point she turns to him, raises the right hand in the familiar you know 45 degree angle with the fingers out, and says, oh, well oh, see Kyle <sighs> and directed her left arm toward him
3: uh-huh she later clarified her actions as a symbolic act against Patry, against this board president saying later he's been acting like a dictator on our board for years <laughs> and last night i had enough of his demands of total obedience my reaction last night was symbolic and a sarcastic gesture of submission to a board officer acting like a dictator enough is enough What's interesting to me is the person that resigned.
4: Yeah. Because
3: it's him. It was
4: him. Yeah. He was like, that's it. I've had enough of this. I am out. And ended the meeting by resigning.
3: Yeah. Uh, He said, very quickly, it was a work session meeting. And at the end, he said, at this time, I would like to announce that effective at midnight, I'm resigning from the school board of education, resigning as president immediately, he made a motion to have the vice president installed as the new board president, but not before this Anzacor butted it again, asking for clarification about the terminology of the role. And he got annoyed again. <laughs>
4: yeah, of course. And by the way, I've had the opportunity to watch a little bit of this. The entire school board meeting is on YouTube. It's an hour and 26 wow. minutes. And boy, you know, there's usually nothing more contentious than a school board work session. Oh, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't haven't covered s- many of them yeah, don't yeah. they normally skid right off the rails but in this case it did and uh yeah so she tried to interrupt again she comes off in this thing i don't know anything about her i don't know anything about the history of the tip city school board sorry yeah. uh, hasn't been a real area of study for me she comes off off like an absolute twit through this entire thing she's the problem and he resigned
3: what's funny to me is how this went down with her interrupting because that happens at meetings all the time yep. it, it just does it, you no matter how much you want to try to maintain decorum people just can't help themselves sometimes and so you're right she's awful but the way that he said to her multiple times I'm talking, how dare you interrupt? Yeah. Like, I sort of get where she's coming from it, and right. him sort of acting like the king.
4: And it does sound like there is a lot of history between these two. Like, it's yes, it like it's been a problem the whole time where he's sitting there going, would you please just stop interrupting me? And she's going, will you please stop t- trying to take over everything without letting anybody <laughs> else have a word? And it's been building it's and, like, are and they building. Are bi- <laughs> <laughs> no? Doesn't it seem like it, right? Um, it, it just... It, and the way that it blew up and after she did it, he didn't give any obvious cue right? no. Th- that he was going to stand up at the end of the meeting and just quit and walk out. So, I mean, he looked a little annoyed, but then he looked a little annoyed while she was interrupting him, too. So it was hard to tell. And then, yeah, he just said, that's it. I'm done.
3: Which, again, makes you think, I want to know the history of this school Yeah, no kidding. And, and, and and these people on this board. This was a long time coming. This just was the final straw where he said you know what definitely i'm done keep it (laughs) i'm out of here
4: so so another school board loses another member after he's called a nazi
3: yeah which is again something we'd love to be talking about more uh we have an update on the story that we talked about yesterday about the one chip challenge uh this was you can you can probably still google this i assume it's online yeah but you have a company that This was big on TikTok and you have, um, a teenager who died hours after eating this chip. And the idea is you eat this one chip, it's ridiculously hot and you go as long as you can without drinking anything to help soothe your pain. And of course you record it and put it up on social media. And so we talked yesterday about this Michigan teen that died hours after eating the chip. Mom is blaming it on this challenge. We kind of wondered just because it happens after doesn't mean it happened because of. Uh huh. But uh the company that does this one chip challenge has pulled the product off the shelves
4: yeah Pocky announced that they're they're done they said it's seen an uptake in miners jumping in on the challenge despite the warning label on the packaging which i'll read to you here in just a second um adding the the company is now working quote this is their quote working with our retailers to remove the product from shelves. The very first thing on the warning label is keep out of reach of children. Intended for adult consumption, do not eat if you are sensitive to spicy foods, allergic to peppers, nightshades, or capsaicin, or are pregnant or have any medical conditions. After touching the chip, wash your hands with soap, and do not touch your eyes or other sensitive areas. Seek medical assistance should you experience difficulty breathing, fainting, or extended nausea.
3: So I asked the question again today, will that warning be enough to protect them from liability in the lawsuit? That is no doubt in the works. Probably not. Probably not. Um, (laughs) so then I ask if you are this company and you want to do this challenge, how do you do the challenge and protect yourself from liability for the kids? That are inevitably going to do it.
4: I think it's done. I, I mean, the the fact that they're pulling them yeah. off of store shelves now, I think that's going to be a permanent move. Pocky sells enough other stuff that they don't need this. I mean, sure, this got them notice, mm-hmm. um, and and unfortunately, you know, th- this is the downside of the old axiom about there being no such thing as bad publicity, right? So, I mean, you better believe that as soon as word gets out, like us talking about it here that they're pulling these things off of store shelves. People are going to rush to the stores to see if they can get the last ones before they get pulled down. Um, It'll be out there for a while, but it sounds like they're at least making the right move in the meantime, even as a precautionary uh, measure. Uh, But what I think is going to make the ultimate decision is what comes out of that autopsy.
3: Yeah, and I'm confused about what they're pulling off the shelves because when we looked this up online, you had to order this chip in the mail. Yep. It comes in this coffin box. It's like ten dollars for one chip, and I think you can either get it from Amazon or you can get it from the company's website. So it's confusing to me about what they're taking off the shelves then.
4: Yeah, because uh, I mean, TMZ in their article about this, they have a picture of a store shelf stocked with these things. It, now, really? it does, it, okay. yeah, it doesn't say where that. Here, I'll pop this up for you real quick, uh, okay. so you can see. It's the first picture I think in the article, but um, it, yeah, it, it's curious to me. Because uh, it doesn't look like a mockup either; it, it looks right. like a, a real photograph. But they don't—they don't credit it to a particular—a uh, particular store. Although huh. it does say underneath that it says uh, Getty Composite, so that might not be a real okay. image.
3: Okay. Yeah, this lawsuit will be fascinating. Inevitably, this lawsuit will. Well, you're right. We got to see what the autopsy shows first yep. about why he actually died. But it doesn't look good that the company is pulling the
4: product. No. So, um, and it, boy, even, yeah. Keep out of reach of children is nebulous enough that it probably isn't going to protect them from very much.
3: Right. Yeah. And it'll depend on how big it was written and where is it on the website and all that kind of stuff. All right. We'll take a break. We have a bunch of entertainment news to get to here. Um, there has been a sentence for actor Danny Masterson. Um, He'd been accused in raping two women. He's from that 70s show. There's a sentence now that's out. We have Bruce Springsteen to talk about, and we now know who's gonna play Alex Murdaugh in the movie that is already in the works. Gets all that coming up here on KMBZ. Bunch of entertainment news to get to here before we uh, turn this over to Dana Parks coming up at two o'clock. This was just announced, so we'll start with this. Actor Danny Masterson, who is best known for his role on the TV show, that 70s show, he had been convicted, uh, four months ago of two of three rape counts, and that was after there had been a retrial. So that came after a retrial. He was accused of raping two women more than two decades ago at his home in the Los Angeles area. Um, he now has been sentenced in that case.
4: Uh, cases. Yeah, yeah, and you may have uh, later information than I do, because I still have faces up to 30 years or life in prison. It, I have do you sentence. have the actual sentence? What did he get? Yeah,
3: sentenced to 30 years to life in he, prison, and I think it was 15 years on each count.
4: Oh, got it. Okay, so so the judge did go with the sentencing recommendation. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, that means he's going to see a lot of time behind bars. Now, pending an appeal, obviously, that, that will almost undoubtedly come. But um, – I mean, the 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 evidence against Danny Masterson was, um, well, it was enough to get him convicted. I guess that's the obvious part about it. But it seemed to be pretty ironclad, even though he protested his innocence during the entire trial.
3: Yeah, I don't know a lot about him, um, but it's one of those faces that I didn't watch that show. But it is a pretty big name if you did watch that show. I mean, it's a face that I know.
4: Yeah. It, at well, least. The only the only thing I know about him outside of him being on the show and the rape allegations is he's a Scientologist.
3: Which uh, th- uh, the alleged victims belong to the Church of Scientology. And, yes. Yeah, so does he.
4: And and that's not the first time that's, you know, that there's been a high-profile member of the Church of Scientology that's been accused of some pretty severe wrongdoing either. So, um, yeah, it... it <laughs> It's another black eye for them. Um, but certainly, I mean, the, the the most important thing here is that the victims in this case are going to see justice done. Absolutely.
3: Um, May is when he. Wow. Assaulting them after allegedly drugging their drinks. That just yeah. creeps me out that that's how that stuff happens. So, OK, then uh, let's talk music and then we'll talk movies uh, because the role of Alex Murdaugh has been cast. We'll get to that here in a second. Bruce Springsteen canceling some shows in September.
4: Yeah, did we need any more bad news out of uh, out of the world of music? I mean, in a weekend that saw us lose three major figures. Uh, in the world of music and, and you know, now we're all a little twitchy because of it and then came news yesterday and we didn't know why originally we do now mm-hmm. why Bruce Springsteen has con- uh, has canceled a number of tours a number of shows in September uh, throughout the month of September on his current tour because he's being treated for a peptic ulcer. So, uh, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, I mean, it pretty clearly is going to cause him an awful lot of pain. But with any luck, this is something they're going to be able to get under control. Um, I mean, when we heard uh, late last year and earlier this year that Jimmy Buffett was canceling a number of tours, there were also people that were looking at his age going, okay, what's really going on here? Uh, and then we found out, unfortunately, over last weekend. But uh, it seems like the news about Bruce Springsteen is a lot better.
3: Yeah. The good news about this is that it's treatable. It's he'll, he will recover from it. There are are medications that they can use to treat it. It sounds awful while you have it though. Yeah. Burning stomach pain, heartburn nausea, 8 million people around the world suffer from it. You can understand why it would be hard for him to perform concerts without getting under control.
4: And thankfully, I've never had to deal directly with that, but I know people who have and yeah, it's it's debilitating. It's the kind of thing, not only can you not perform a concert, a lot of times you can't get out of bed.
3: So all September concerts so far is what they
4: have called off. Haven't heard anything past that.
3: He's been touring nonstop basically since February
4: yeah and for again at his age that's got to be enough wear and tear on your body absolutely
3: okay uh we wrap this hour here with alex murdaugh um so we wondered at what point they were going to do a movie if they were going to wait until all the legal processes work out no of course they're not and now we know who's going to play him yeah, and it wasn't my choice.
4: <laughs> uh, although I, I, I have to admit, I will watch this guy in absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a number of of cop dramas over the last few years as well. Bill Pullman is getting the nod to go play Alex Murdoch, and and. I mean, like I said, I can't I find it hard to argue with having Bill Pullman play anybody. Yeah. But I was looking at Michael Rappaport's face, going, how do they not pick Michael Rappaport for this role? Even though he's about a foot taller than Alex Murdoch. Uh yeah, but Bill Pullman, I think, is gonna be able to knock it out of the park. And with makeup, yeah, you could do it. I said
3: Bill Pullman has a face
4: that is
3: He's kind of got a bigger head, and so does Alec Murdoch. So yeah. I feel like it's a good choice. For those who don't know um, Rappaport, where do we know him from?
4: Uh, Why do we know him? Oh, he's he's also done a number of cop shows. Most recently... Uh, he also does a lot of guest appearances, but he was the dad on a TV show called Atypical, which was about a family that had an autistic son, uh, which was, by the way, a brilliant show. If you've never seen Atypical, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, make sure that you watch that show. I think they did two or three seasons of that. Uh, and he's just he's one of those guys that you see him show up in things and you go, oh, it's that dude again. OK, cool.
3: Um, yeah, it's one of those people I can I know the face and I don't know why. So this is going to be, um, this will be the 500th original movie on lifetime. Uh, it, it, will be a two-parter Murda murders the movie, very stunning title there, <laughs> um, and bill Pullman will play him. Uh, and there are already pictures out. Yeah, I get it. Especially when bill Pullman grows his hair out. Yeah. Some. yeah, it's kind of greasy, kind of like mm, needs a cut a little bit. And it, it, it gives him that,
4: that resemblance. I, yeah, like I said, I can see it. And he's just such an outstanding actor. Uh, and I think that that role is going to demand, not that Michael Rappaport's a bad actor, but, uh, but that role I think is going to demand a lot because not only do you have to show the monster side of him, mm-hmm. And and the family side of him, the business side of him, but you also have to show him in court where he's, you know, he's overcome with emotion and he's crying and doing all of that stuff. And that's, I mean, all of those things we've seen Bill Pullman do before and do very, very well. So it'll premiere October 14th and 15th on Lifetime
3: beginning at 7 p.m. Central Time. The story just has so many pieces to it, and it's not done yet, right? He's still battling in court.
4: Yeah, well, he's he's appealed the conviction, obviously, but uh, it, it, you know, outside of that, how much uh, traction that's going to get. I mean, do you remember how long the jury was out? It was it was like hours. It was not long at all. Yeah. We were expecting it to take a while, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they were like, the jury's back. What? <laughs> the jury's yeah. back. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if any of that's going to go anywhere. I expect Alex Murdoch to be uh, in jail for the rest of his life.
3: And I suspect this will be parts one and two well, yeah. of 20.
4: N- not to mention, do. I mean, keep in mind, uh, remember when the, uh, oh, what was her name? Amy Fisher. When that whole mess was going on, there were yep. three made-for-TV movies that all aired in the same weekend on different networks. I think that same thing is possible here.
3: Get ready. We'll wait and see what happens. All right, go Chiefs. Uh, we'll keep an eye on things through this afternoon. Dayton Parks Love updates on any player announcements, and we'll have the results tomorrow here in KNBC.